This is Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. It is another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. I'm joined today by another fantastic guest. Natalie Clack is a life coach. She is a business entrepreneur, businesswoman, and she spent many years in her career in strategic marketing consulting, sales support, legal and administrative management, working within the corporate and small business sectors. She has since converted her focus, though, entirely to servicing her clients with her alternative healing techniques, regression, and with the use of her psychic connection, she's able to bring about massive life-changing transformation for her clients and audiences as well. And we are so thrilled that she is speaking to us today. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Carl. It's nice for you to have me here. We had a chance to have a conversation after a summit that we were both on, the Wealthy Healer Summit. That was a fantastic journey. I want to find out a little bit more about your journey, though, because the topic that we're covering today is transforming your pain to power. Before we get to that, it's probably good to point out, though, that you're not on North American soil. Where are you physically located? I'm located in Johannesburg, South Africa. The sunniest spot in the world, honestly. Fantastic. And this is being recorded end of November in 2021 in Canada, North America. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas and Christmas here is very snowy or can be. (laughs) Not the case where you are, though. No, outside it's, well, it's a great thunderstorm currently, but we're just heading into summer now. So when December hits, it'll be full-blown summer and lovely heat and sunshine and lots of swimming and good cheer in our Christmas. I am a summer guy, so to speak. I love summer. I love all seasons, but summer is certainly my favorite. So I'm a little bit envious, but you know, you have to take it all in stride, right? Absolutely. Let's talk all the seasons. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Let's talk about transforming your pain to power. But let's first tell us how you got to the place you are today. Tell us a little bit about Natalie. How did she get to where she's now a speaker, a coach, working with people, helping them transform their pain to power? How did this all happen? Well, it actually started probably as a result of a bit of a struggling childhood, so to speak. You know, I started off in Namibia, which is the country next door to us, where there was a lot of open space. And because my dad worked out on sites, you know, we had a lot of rural experience, you know, this farm life and, you know, traveling from place to place. It was beautiful, picturesque, you know, lots of open space and freedom as a child to just run and enjoy yourself. And when I was about 10, we ended up moving here to South Africa, and it was right into the big city life. And here, it's a completely different experience. You know, there's a lot of click mentality where people, you know, once children are friends, they seem to stick together. So it's very difficult to break into the social arena from that age already. And I was very close to my brother. So when we moved here and he got his own friends and, you know, we ended up separated. So it ended up quite a lonely journey from then onwards. And even though I had a lot of fun, met a lot of people, you go through quite a lot of traumatic experiences coming from such a beautiful wild start to a city life. 
And, you know, I went through quite a bit of pain within our own family issues and bullying at school and things like that. And I moved into my young adulthood pretty traumatized and angry and blaming everybody for the fact that I didn't have a degree and I couldn't go to university and I had to hit the big world at the bottom of the ladder. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you have all this shifting of blame. And I was lucky enough to trip over a book called The Power Within from Louise Hay. And she started off my journey on looking inside and actually changing my perspective to instead of blaming everybody else, but taking accountability for the actions I could take. And slowly but surely, I began my self-development journey and healing my own issues. And it's been a long journey. I ended up a single parent very young. I fell pregnant at the age of 19 with my first child. And by the time he was two, I went into the single parenting zone. So I was a career woman trying to make money, working late nights and trying to be a parent on the other side and trying to weigh that up became quite a struggle because I wasn't earning enough money to feed us properly. You know, we hardly ever really spent time together because I was working whether I was at home or whether I was at work. It was just persistently working through the nights, through the day, most weekends. And, you know, you end up quite an emotional wreck as a result. You have burnouts. You have nervous breakdowns, you have to be booked off of work because you can't actually cope anymore. And you've got this woman in a man's world trying to make it. So you have all these traumatized issues that came from childhood. You've got them from your growing into the corporate world. And then just as I was starting to get a little bit of a balance, I ended up out in the entrepreneurship world. We started a farm as a family and we started with broiler chickens. And that's another situation altogether because now you're out in the world where you have to earn your own salary. It's not just there on the 25th anymore. So that opens another whole big ballpark of issues and emotional traumas because now instead of hiding behind your career, you now have all your issues in front of you because you've got to wear all the hats for your business in one go. So everything that's your weak spots are the things that start weighing down on you and it becomes quite a struggle. So I've basically been an entrepreneur since 2005, and the journey has been quite interesting. I've done everything from selling frozen pre-cooked meals to knocking on car windows selling biltong. And it's been quite an interesting and challenging experience. And to maintain your status quo and your mental and your physical health is something that you learn to do merely because you dropped in the deep end. And you have to reach out and try and learn tools that you can incorporate into your day-to-day -day life to help you to maintain that balance or at least get back to the balance every time you fall off the ladder. My goodness. It sounds like it's been an amazing journey. Louise Hay, by the way, The Power Within, that's a phenomenal read. So I'm not surprised that it's a book that you've read and have gotten a lot of inspiration from. And it's interesting that you talk about your journey into the world of being an entrepreneur and how you, you know, you tune it to raising animals and stuff, you have chickens and stuff. And that's a, it's funny because when you're in that world, you literally are doing a lot of the work yourself. And in the entrepreneurial world, that's exactly what we're doing. I want to shift though and talk about the platform of transforming your pain to power because. There's no surprise it's been a very interesting couple of years that we've been experiencing here on the planet. And I don't know if there's any coincidence. Maybe there's something you'd like to share about what's been happening 
and how it's affecting people and how it's affecting not just people, but everything around us? I think it's a combination of things. Because as we evolve through life, we put masks on. And slowly but surely, we adjust ourselves to fit into society and cope behind our armor plating. So we feel as if we're powerful. We're out there pushing our ego out there so that we can actually show up and cope with the role which we find ourselves in, whether we're a speaker or we're a business entrepreneur or we're a CEO. But what we do is we build these layers, almost like onion layers, but shields over that traumatic pain that we've experienced. And what we don't realize is that every step we take and every decision we make is actually comes from that pain that's sitting inside the deep core. So you find you fearful of stepping out there and speaking your truth. You struggle perhaps to communicate, not just with people in your relationships, your children or your parents, or alternatively in your own business. And stepping out there onto the stage is another thing. You come across showing people what you think they want to see, but you don't actually open up and in some cases tell the real gory truth of your journey and your own story and how you came to be that person standing on that stage. So we sometimes hold back from being 100% present and true to who we are so that we can share that with our audiences. I'll stop you right there and say, you mentioned CEOs. Do you find in the work that you've done that there are you know, numerous CEOs or people at all levels are in that place where their authentic self isn't shining through because of you know however many layers of onion we had that's been covering who they really are? Absolutely. You know, they, I'm not saying that all CEOs have that problem because I've met a number of them that are out there. They're healthy, they cycle, sure. they do gymming and exercise and they take relaxation. But we're always scared to expose the raw pain. So you don't realize just how much of that pain you actually use in your life to make the decisions you make. How do you deal with your team? How do you deal with your staff? A lot of the CEOs and top business people have been labeled as narcissistic in a sense, where they're coming from a bullish experience and dishing that out. So they're not really looking at their staff as resources that they can care for and nurture. They're expecting you to deliver on time, but they're not stopping to look at the person inside. And that's because they haven't stopped to look at the person inside of them. Ah, you know, very interesting. Experiences make or break us. And as you're going through this transformation, quite often, would you say that people also finally realize that they're in toxic relationships or some of the language that they're using is also toxic and that maybe the person that they're not the most fair to is really themselves? Does that come out when you're doing that self-analysis or with counsel? Definitely. Because when you're starting to feel depressed and, you know, you want to step out on the stage and you start having doubts, you're not feeling confident, you know, you look out at the audience and you wonder, you know, are they going to enjoy my speech? Do they actually want to listen to me? You look out across the audience and you see people playing with their phones, immediately starting to get all of this negative self-talk and you can hear it starting to go through your head. And 
most times it might just be an emergency. Someone's waiting for their wife to go into labor (laughs) or there's an emergency at the office. And it actually has nothing to do with you on the stage, but you feel as if, you know, people aren't interested in your topic. And at the end of the day, it's all of this self-criticism and self-doubt that's going through your head that changes your ability to deliver your speech with the right positive energy. And funnily enough, I've heard a number of speakers say how they've stepped off of the platform and had people rush to them and tell them how awesome the speech was. And they were starting to feel really worried about whether they were reaching anybody. So self-doubt and self-criticism is something we all struggle with. And it's that self-talk that you need to concentrate on because it's from your own self. It's not somebody else. And yet just stand in the lift before you go onto the stage and have somebody say something that can trigger a whole line of self-talk that you can actually walk onto that stage just as a result of someone saying something that triggered off a personal note in your soul. It's funny that you mentioned that because I quite often when I'm working with speakers, I will tell them that, you know what, you might have a fantastic presentation, but understand that the audience is distracted. There are six to eight distractions or more that can be going on in the average person's mind while you're giving your talk. Did I leave the iron on? They're feeling their cell phone vibrate with a text message. They're thinking about what they're going to have for dinner. Their knee might be cramping or anything can be happening. And it's amazing how you just pointed out that in those moments where we look out at the audience and it could even be a virtual audience. It doesn't have to be a live audience, right? It could be a virtual audience because we still see people on cameras there is another one. If they're not even on camera, does that mean they don't want to look at me? Does that mean they don't want to connect with me? But we're seeing all these things and we're fictitiously filling our brains with this self-talk, which is creating that self-doubt. But what we don't realize is that nine times out of 10 or even 9.9 times out of 10, the audience is going to love you if your message is clear. And all of that self-talk and all of that self-doubt is probably doing more harm that it is good in getting you through the presentation. Absolutely, because now you start tripping over your words, forgetting your subject matter, (laughs) getting confused as to what it was you were trying to say, repeating yourself in between when you actually perfectly knew your speech from start to the finish, had practiced it for hours in front of the mirror. But yes, it does. It actually hampers your performance. This is a fantastic discussion. I want to give you the opportunity to share with the audience before I let you go, how they can connect with you and what are some of the tools that they can start using right away to get them started on this journey from going from that place of pain to that place of power. Okay. There are a number of little steps and it's just a case of implementing a couple of practices into your life. Before I go to sleep every night, I listen to a meditation Mm. because it puts me into alpha state when I'm about to go to sleep. I can program into my subconscious mind positive affirmations or a positive focus or overcoming an emotional issue. Like, for instance, I might find that during that week, I experience a lot of guilt emotion. All the experiences that come up I realized guilt seems to be sitting at the bottom of it all. So I find a YouTube video and I listen to one of those 
And there's so many awesome meditations. I've got a YouTube channel and on there, I've saved all the tools that I use that I've found really awesome. And there are a number of different channels I've subscribed to. So if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, then you'll be able to have access to those videos that I've added links to that are awesome. I either do that or I use one of my own meditations. I prefer guided meditations because instead of having to concentrate and you know, sometimes I struggle to turn my mind off when it's been a busy day. Then I can just guide myself or someone can guide me through a guided meditation where I'll go onto the beach or my favorite one that I've done is the flight of the golden eagle, where it's almost like a shaman shapeshift experience. So you climb the mountain and you shift into a golden eagle and you just take flight. And it's the most awesome freeing experience. So you take experiences like that where you say are struggling with feeling restricted. So you take something that's going to help you to expand that because you're shifting your comfort zones. And that's my favorite is meditation. Then you have your crystals. You know, I use crystals every day. Um, I don't necessarily know each of them and exactly how they work, but I use intuition. So if I'm guided to using, you know, I close my eyes and pick one that feels right for me. And then that one I work with for the day. And I use on one of my chakra points, depending on where there's a pain or a bit of tightness or tension. And it helps to ease that tension. And it works on your emotional body because we have a number of bodies. As you have seven planes, so you have seven bodies from your physical to your emotional, your egoic, you know, all of those things these bodies all make up your connection to the universe and the cosmos and of course, God and the angels. So if those bodies are in balance, you can move forward in your life. And it's much easier because you're in sync as opposed to working against, if that makes any sense. So I use herbs, I use essential oils. And then of course your favorite, which is self-talk, sit down and listen to what you're saying to yourself and make it a week's effort. So As you're going through the day, you consciously listen to what's going on in your head and slowly try and see if there's any pattern, you know, where you're using the same words more than once. Because once you start gaining control over your own self-talk, you also manage to now start realizing without you even noticing it. Suddenly, you start seeing how you're speaking in negative and critical and toxic ways to the people around you, your staff, your children, your pets, you know. So there are a number of different tools that I use. And my favorite is just find someone to listen to you. Somewhere where you can get a heartfelt, not a critical opinion, not a judgmental opinion, but somebody that's going to help you to look inside and find the answer for yourself in a healthy and loving way. Wow. Those are all phenomenal tools. We're going to make sure that we post your links to your, not only your social media, your, your LinkedIn and such, we will post the YouTube channel link in the show notes. The other thing we're going to do is of course, post a link to your website, but we're going to give people the opportunity to tap into your ebook. So tell us about the ebook. Okay. I've prepared an ebook on self-hypnosis and deep breathing techniques. Nice. Now, hypnosis to us always, especially if you've got a very Christian background, is something that makes a person nervous. You know, we've had a lot of stage hypnotists around, and they've made you feel a little bit worried about whether you should incorporate hypnosis into your life. But I have come to understand that hypnosis, or what I like to refer as trance state therapy, is one of the most powerful tools that you have. 
because you're accessing your subconscious mind in a state of what's called selective awareness. So you're not going into sleep. You are selecting to relax and put all of the background sounds outside of your bubble. It's not that you don't know they're there. It's not that you can't hear the dog barking and the things going on in the background, but you're concentrating on inner work and relaxing. So my ebook gives you a number of different techniques that you can incorporate so that you can understand how to use the technique. And I've got a number of affirmations you can build into it, or alternatively, once you've tried a couple of meditations yourself, you can see maybe how to prepare a few for yourself, maybe record some. And because you're listening to your own voice, I find it very powerful because you trust yourself a lot more than you trust an outsider. And once you get yourself to a point where you can accept the state of selective awareness with trust, you can actually start working on some very deep core issues. And you can also start programming some positive behavior patterns, like choices to food, for instance. I've got a great um, audio support tool, which works on when weight loss for women or there's a weight loss for men, where you change your perspective to how you see food and how you see yourself. And as a result of changing those beliefs and viewpoints, you can start making daily choices that help you to start losing weight. Because losing weight is not meant to be a huge, big detox and a traumatic, painful, scary experience where you're only eating grapes for four days. I've done that, <laughs> cut my finger badly because I didn't eat broccoli and I was running corporate. So <laughs> I've learned you need to do this in a healthy, calculated way. Natalie, this has been a phenomenal discussion. We'll put all the links there and it'll be the, an email, by the way. So if, uh, what's the name of the ebook? It's my ebook on easy techniques to help deep breathing and self-hypnosis. That's perfect. Before I let you go, Natalie, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, I would actually. I just want you to stop and have a look in your life at the toxic relationships that surround you and the toxic conversations that you've used to define you. Make it a meditation point for yourself and then slowly but surely start relinquishing that hold that it has over your future so that you can step out of that situation, which it is possible to do. I can prove that you can be a survivor of this and come out empowered and excited and enthusiastic and live your best life as a result. Natalie Clack, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been a fantastic discussion. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you very much, Carl. It's been awesome chatting to you too. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking. Speaking.